Welcome to the Flint Citadels podcast of our Sunday morning worship service, a weekly production of the Salvation Army Flint Citadel Corps. Stand with me, won't you? Be still for the presence of the Lord, the Holy One is here. Come before Him now with reverence and The worship this morning comes from the book of Psalm 105. If you have your sword there, or if you can grab one out of the pew. Psalm 105, there's two sections here, verses 1 through 6, and maybe thumb tab yourself for verses 37 through 45 as well. Psalm 105, verses 1 through 6, read as such. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing praises to him, speak of all his wonders. Glory in his holy name. Let the heart of those who seek the Lord be glad. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. Remember his wonders which he has done, 
his marvels and the judgments uttered by his mouth. O seed of Abraham, his servant, O sons of Jacob, his chosen ones. And ahead to the 37th verse. Then he brought them out with silver and gold. And among his tribes, there was not one who stumbled. Egypt was glad when they departed, for the dread of them had fallen upon them. He spread a cloud for a covering and fire to illuminate by night. They asked, and he brought quail and satisfied them with the bread of heaven. He opened the rock and water flowed out. It ran in the dry places like a river, for he remembered his holy word with Abraham, his servant, and he brought forth his people with joy, his chosen ones with a joyful shout. He gave them also the lands of the nations that they might take possession of the fruit of the people's labor so that they might keep his statutes and observe his laws. Praise the Lord. Let's pray this morning together. Father God, we thank you so much for all that you give to us. We often neglect to feel your presence with us on a regular basis, Lord, but help us to remember that uh, when you feel distant from us, it is not you who stepped away. Help us to grab a hold of those times when uh, we can be still and be in your presence. Wash over us, Lord. And as we worship together this morning, help us to be of like mind that we can be fired up, Lord. We can be washed new. We can be shined. And as we leave this place later today, we can be ready to take on all the challenges that you would put before us because we know that you'll never give us a challenge that we cannot handle. But give us the strength to stand up for that challenge, Lord. Fortune in your name that we ask. Amen. Good morning. Our scripture this morning is... Exodus 16, verses 2 through 15. And I'm reading out of the New American Standard Version. It's Exodus 16, 2 through 15. The whole congregation of the sons of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The sons of Israel said to them, Would that we had died by the Lord's hand in the land of Egypt when we sat by the pots of meat when we ate the bread to the full, for you have brought us into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day, that I may test them whether or not they will walk in my instruction. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather daily. So Moses and Aaron said to all the sons of Israel, At evening you will know that the Lord has brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you will see the glory of the Lord, for he hears your grumblings against the Lord. And what, we, and what are we that you grumble against us? Moses said, This will happen when the Lord gives you meat in the morning and bread to the full in the morning. For the Lord hears your grumblings, which you grumble against him. And what are we? Your grumblings are not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, Say to all the congregation of the sons of Israel, Come near before the Lord, for he has heard your grumblings. It came about as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the sons of Israel that they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in a cloud. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, I have heard the grumblings of the sons of Israel. Speak to them, saying, At twilight you shall eat meat, 
and in the morning you shall be filled with bread, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God. So it came about at the evening that the quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the layer of dew evaporated, behold, on the surface of the wilderness there was a fine flake-like thing, fine as the frost on the ground. When the sons of Israel saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, It is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. May God bless his word. Back in, um, back in our first appointment, Mason City, Iowa, uh, we had a Corps Sergeant Major who had a creative way of saying things, communicating. He had kind of had an Iowa uh, folk uh, sense about him. And um, when folks would start complaining, he would, um, he would say to me, he'd look at them and say to me, old rope, new rope. Maybe I've told you this before. I, at first, I, I didn't know what he was talking about. Um, but that was Dwight's way of kind of drawing you in by saying something that you couldn't understand. Um, he was a fisherman, so he kind of liked to um, set the hook before he would pull you in. So anyways, I, I said, what? And uh, he responded, oh, new rope, old rope. Some folks would complain even if you hung them with a new rope. <laughs> that was Dwight. It was his way of saying that people are often quick to grumble, quick to complain, and very slow to find any good or to find God in a situation when it, things weren't going their way. Well, you know, sometimes us Christians, we in the church, can be pretty good about grumbling too. And I'm not just talking about things here at the, the core, but about life in general. Believers in God aren't immune from the um, human tendency to complain and grumble. It is, however, discouraging when God's people resort to bad attitudes. And to make matters worse, it's kind of infectious when, when a bad attitude starts. You may, um, may have noticed that often those who complain the most are the people who um, often have much less to be uh, complaining about than others. But they're quick to find fault, quick to grumble. This is especially disappointing when you stop and you realize how greatly God has blessed us, hasn't he? In our scripture reading this morning, taken from Exodus chapter 16, uh, we were introduced to a, a group of grumblers, the first church of the critical spirit, you might call them. They were ticked off at Moses and Aaron for the sad state of their affairs. Things hadn't been going very well for the children of Israel lately. Sure, they had been miraculously delivered from bondage and been saved from the most powerful military force in the world at the time by God's miraculous intervention. But, you know, what's the big deal about that? After God rescued them, almost immediately, if you read the scriptures, they start to complain. God had done what he had promised. He had delivered them as he had promised, yet they began to doubt him, and they began to doubt Moses, God's servant. 
They were hungry. And so they accused Moses of leading them out into the wilderness so that uh, they would starve to death. Well, the Lord spoke to Moses and told him that he had everything under control and that Moses should realize the people's complaint wasn't really with him. It was against God. God was aware of their needs. He knew they needed food. And as he spoke with Moses, he promised to send them meat to eat that very night and manna every morning. When Moses and Aaron told the people about God's provision, God revealed himself in a glorious way in in a cloud and the people saw his glory. And that night, just as God promised, uh, he supplied enough meat through quail that flew into the camp. Um, And in the morning, that, that next morning, manna appeared for them to be gathered. And that manna continued to appear every morning for 40 years. God was faithful. He had already planned to provide for the needs of his people, but their lack of faith and trust and their quickness to complain and grumble really said volumes about their relationship with God. And unfortunately, their actions over the next 40 years would reveal the shallowness of their faith, even though God had been so faithful to them. How we respond in difficult times, tells us much about our relationship with God. Jesus had to deal with um, some bad attitudes as well. And one day, he told the disciples a parable that uh, pointed this out, and the parable goes something like this. You'll see on the video. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire men to work in his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About the third hour, he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, You also go and work in my vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour and did the same thing. About the eleventh hour, he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, Why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one has hired us. They answered. He said to them, You also go and work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. The workers who were hired about the eleventh hour came and each received a denarius. So when those came who were hired first, they expected to receive more. But each one of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These men who were hired last worked only one hour, they said. And you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them. Friend, I'm not being unfair to you. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. 
I want to give the man who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I'm generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. It wasn't enough that um, these workers got paid what they had agreed to. They grumbled because they didn't like how well this, um, this owner was treating the others. How we respond to life tells us and the world what our faith is, is really worth. And in times of difficulty, we learn a lot about our relationship with God. I learned a lot about my relationship and the condition of that relationship with God almost eight years ago. That's when my life and the life of my family um, entered a vast desert. It uh, wasn't a physical desert like the desert that the children of Israel entered, but a desert of uncertainty. Because that's when Rebecca was born. I'm not going to repeat that whole story because I've shared that before. But over the period of almost three months, uh, we weren't sure if she was going to make it. As a matter of fact, during those first few weeks, we had pretty much come to terms with the fact that she was going to die. But with all of that human drama and emotion that, that was happening at that time, with all the uncertainty, you know, the thing that, that most um, impacted me was the nearness and the peace of God. In the midst of um, the worst possible circumstances for us, God's peace and his presence were so very real, more real than I had ever experienced before. And believe me, I went through a short time of whining and complaining, kind of the, you know, why me syndrome, uh, why did God let this happen to my child, what, what did we do wrong that God would let this happen? But that passed very quickly in a matter of hours, and I moved into allowing God to be the Lord. And in the coming days and weeks and months, um, I learned more about God's sufficiency than I did in the previous 40 years of my life. God is good. God is good all the time, isn't he? We have a very special support group for the ministry of this band. It's called the Band Group. And there are members from California to Massachusetts, Texas, Yes, we even have some friends in Florida who are our band league members and supporting this band with, number one, their prayers, because that's what we need very strongly. And so we come together once a year to express our appreciation. And those band league members that are here in the congregation if, that are going to be able to be there, we need your reservation, please. So let us know, because that's a, it's two weeks from yesterday the first Saturday of October. Now, that special group called the Tuba Quartet, they'll be providing music. And then there will be the introduction of our brand new divisional music and gospel arts director who used to sit over here in the trombone section, and that is Tom Hanton. He's going to share with us. And then there was a special group of 21 that went to Ghana to do a special project not just play their instruments, but do a special project. And you're going to get a chance to see a video that Matthew, well, he was one of those 
21. And Matthew's going to show us that video that Andrew Dabney has put together that gives you some very interesting pictures. And then Major <clears throat> Marshall is going to share uh, briefly some, and notice briefly is the word, uh, some of those things that uh, transpired during their time over there. And so Matthew had the privilege of presenting five instruments from this band to Colonel, yes, he's Colonel, Dennis Strissel, and the Ghana musicians, but that wasn't all. They, they gave them a number of instruments and music so that they can, they can develop their music groups over there. But uh, one of the most important things that they did was put a brand new roof on, the, on this building that they had been building, what, 15 years, and then they put the cement floor in, and that in itself is an interesting story which would take several minutes to tell you. But the most important thing, as you see up on the screen right now, is a statement. That is tough. That is a tough statement. It comes out of songbook, the Red Songbook 473, because we want to be in control of our lives. We want to make the decisions of what's going on. But you know, for the person who wants to live the Christian life, you have to turn it over to God. You have to turn it over to the power of Jesus Christ. And he gives you a special gift. It's called the Holy Spirit who gives you the directions of your life. And that's not easy, but it is what this song talks about and Matthew is going to share the solo with us.
It was in the desert that the Israelites began to doubt God. Well, what does this desert represent? Well, if you've um, ever been to a desert, you know that they are very inhospitable places. They put a human being under a lot of stress. There's the sun that's hot by day, and there's little water and little food to be found. At night, amazingly, in the desert, it can get very cold. There are dangers from poisonous snakes and reptiles and insects. The desert is a time of testing, a time when um, sometimes God does seem distant, not present. Many of us have been through those kind of deserts. It seems that when we are put under stress, the true condition of our relationship with God shows itself. In fact, you may find that initially you forget 
all about the Lord, all that he's done to save you. You may give testimony when things are going well, but when the tragedy, when the desert time hits, um, you forget the goodness of God. Like Israel in the desert, we may even look back at our old sinful life with a nostalgic kind of longing, forgetting how miserable we really were in our sin when we were held in bondage to it. This is when we choose to believe and trust God or we choose to let circumstances rule our lives. I want to thank you for those testimonies that, that you shared. And I know there are many other testimonies that could have been offered. In each and every case, it is God who gets the glory and the honor for being faithful, for being there. It's not us, but God. He stays with us through those desert times. When the Israelites grumbled against Moses because they were hungry, God took it personally. He saw their complaining as a statement about their faith and trust in him. And even in the midst of their, um, their doubt and their grumbling, he patiently and graciously met their need because they were his children. Do you realize how blessed we are to have such a patient and loving God? Are you grateful for his provision this morning? Whatever your circumstances, maybe many of you would like to have much better circumstances in life. You'd like this changed and that changed. But in your present circumstances, are you grateful for the patient and loving God we have? When the going gets tough, what happens to your faith? What do you learn about God? And what do you learn about yourself in the desert? Like the Israelites, I hope you learn that God is faithful and that he is there even in your darkest hour or week or month or year. I hope you learn that um, grumbling is not only a statement about how you feel about the present circumstances, about the situation, it's a statement about your faith in God. God is sovereign. That means he is in control. God is love. That means he does what is best. If he's in control, and if he, in fact, does what is best, we can then accept anything that might come our way, whether we understand it or not, whether we like it or not, whether we would choose it or not. So what about you? What tests are you going through? When the going gets tough, do you, um, do you join in with the grumblers, complaining about your lot in life? It's easy to do, kind of fun too. Or do you seek God's face and find peace and refreshing for your soul? Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6, very familiar couple verses say, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Moses had the privilege of presiding over the first church of the critical spirit, or, or the first church of the bad attitude. But Moses kept his eyes on God, and he encouraged the people to do the same. And God 
showed himself in miraculous and wonderful ways if people would simply look and see. This morning, do you have the confidence in God's sovereignty? Do you really believe God's in control? Does your faith see beyond your present circumstances? Or do you tend to um, get easily discouraged when things don't go the way you would like them to go? Know this. God takes your bad attitude personally. It is an affront to him because of all he's done for you and is doing for you and will do for you. So I invite you this morning to see with eyes of faith, to look at life from God's point of view and and to begin to um, respond to life with that wisdom, seeing life the way God sees it. To know that God is in control in spite of what might be happening around you, in spite of your own personal uncertainty. God is in control. God loves you. God is faithful. Just trust him. Our dear Heavenly Father, we have felt your presence in this house this morning. We have felt it in the music of the band and the songsters and of the testimonies of those that are so grateful to you and for the word that has been spoken. We uh, know your presence, dear Lord, when we see it in this season now that we're coming up to in the turning of the leaves. We know that it is your handiwork. Be with us now, dear Lord, as we part, that you will uh, bless us and be with us this week and keep us safe and we, so that we can return and honor you next week. For we ask these things in their most precious and wonderful name. Amen. This has been the weekly podcast of the Flint Citadel's Morning Worship Experience. We hope you were blessed. Join us again for next week's service. Better yet, join us in person anytime at the Citadel, located in the heart of downtown Flint, at 211 West Kersley Street, where you're always among friends. For more information about the Salvation Army in Flint and our worship times and weekly activities, visit us online at www.flintcitadel.org or call us at area code 810-232-2199. Thanks for listening.